Our gospel reading for today is from Mark chapter 13. But in those days after that suffering, the sun will be darkened, and the moon will not give its light, and the stars will be falling from heaven, and the powers in the heavens will be shaken. Then they will see the Son of Man coming in the clouds with great power and glory. Then he will send out the angels and gather his elect from the four winds, from the ends of the earth to the ends of heaven. From the fig tree, learn its lesson. As soon as its branch becomes tender and puts forth its leaves, you know that summer is near. So also, when you see these things taking place, you know that he is near at the very gates. Truly, I tell you, this generation will not pass away until all these things have taken place. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. But about that day and hour, no one knows, neither the angels in heaven nor the Son, but only the Father. Beware and keep alert, for you do not know when the time will come. It's like a man going on a journey when he leaves his home and puts his servants in charge, each with his work, and commands the doorkeeper to be on watch. Therefore, keep awake, for you do not know when the master of the house will come, or in the evening, or in midnight, or at cockcrow, or at dawn, or else he may find you asleep when he comes suddenly. And what I say to you, I say to all, keep awake. Friends, this is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. And now, gracious God, I ask that in these moments, may the words of my mouth, may the meditations of all of our hearts together in this place and in all places be found pleasing to you. O Lord, you are our rock and our redeemer and our Emmanuel. Amen. In Washington Irving's story, Rip Van Winkle, which takes place in the years before the Revolutionary War, a man named Rip lives in a village with his family at the foot of the Catskill Mountains in New York. One day, Rip goes with his dog on a hike up into the mountains when he finds a group of men who are drinking and playing games in the woods. Rip stops to join them for a drink until after a while, he becomes very sleepy, so much so that he can hardly keep his eyes open any longer. So finally, he finds a place to rest for the night with his dog and falls fast asleep. Well, when Rip wakes up, he is startled and grabs for his gun But he's surprised to see that it is rusted and rotted so badly overnight that it just falls apart in his hands. Then he looks down in shock to see this long white beard flowing all the way down his chest. And he realizes that his beloved dog is nowhere to be found. Rip's whole body aches. And his bones creak and crack as he slowly begins to make his way down the mountain, which he had come up so easily just the day before. 
And he returns back home to his village only to discover so many new houses and buildings that seem to have sprung up overnight. He hardly recognizes this town as his own. When he finally finds his own house, he realizes it's a complete disaster. The foundation is cracking and weeds have grown up all around it. But even worse, he can't find his wife or his children anywhere. So Rip begins to walk around town trying to figure out what in the world is going on when he realizes he doesn't recognize a single person here. Finally, one of the townspeople sees him across the street and gets a puzzled look on his face, and he calls out, Hey, isn't that the long-lost Rip Van Winkle? Rip finally discovers in the story that he has been asleep in the mountains for 20 years while his life has completely passed him by. Now, I don't know about you, but when I hear the story of Rip Van Winkle during a year like this one, I think, huh, (laughs) I don't know that I want to sleep through 20 years of my life, but maybe it wouldn't be half bad to sleep through 2020 and just to wake up on the other side of all of this. And yet this weekend marks the beginning of Advent, this season when we wait in anticipation for God to do something unexpected in our midst. And our job, as Jesus says in Mark 13, is to keep awake because we do not know how or when or in what way God will break into our world. Now, I have preached this text from Mark's gospel before, usually encouraging us not to let time pass us by in the hustle and bustle of the season, even in the frenzy of activities and events and end-of-semester assignments and Christmas shopping and concerts and festivities. I believe this text challenges us to keep awake to every moment God has entrusted to us. But this is going to be an advent like none that you or I have ever experienced before. We're not going to the parties and events every night of the week like we did. We're going to be at home by ourselves a lot more than usual. And we're missing so many of our beloved traditions that have kept us grounded in this season. Like the hanging of the green, which would have been tonight here at Highland. For many of us, we are just trying to make it through a very painful season right now. The holidays tell us that this is supposed to be the most wonderful time of the year. But the reality is that this doesn't feel true for many people in our world right now. A lot of us just want to make it to the end of 2020 and to say that we survived. We made it. And perhaps the easiest way for us to make it through the holidays this year is to just try to turn everything off and go to sleep. But as I was reflecting on this text this week, I realized that Jesus is sharing these words with the disciples to prepare them for a time of crisis. 
In fact, if we look at this entire chapter of Mark 13, Jesus is predicting that one day the temple will be destroyed. Life won't always be as it is right now, Jesus tells them. And to be a follower of Jesus will one day be a very risky, very countercultural, very dangerous thing. And yet even when life gets overwhelmingly hard, even when Jesus is no longer right by their side, and even when it feels like everything is falling apart, their job, perhaps more than ever before, is to keep awake. To be on the lookout for the fig trees, which remind them that summer is just around the corner. To constantly search the horizon for hope because it can spring up in even the most unexpected places. One scholar reads Jesus' words here to mean that in this moment of crisis, just as servants are to keep at their tasks before the householder returns, so should Jesus' followers sleep with one eye open to the new thing that God is doing. And so, Highland family, what would it look like for us to spend this very unique season of Advent doing something like that? I'm not saying this will be easy. It's not. It is not easy to be spending my first Sunday of Advent with you in an empty sanctuary. But the reality is that waking up to what is going on around us in these moments requires some vulnerability on our part. And that means that we are just as alive to the moments of sadness and pain and loss and grief as we are to moments of joy. You see, a weary world can't rejoice without somehow waking up to what is happening around us. I discovered this week that Martin Luther King Jr. actually loved the story of Rip Van Winkle. He used it often in his sermons and speeches. But he liked to point out that there is another part in the story that is almost always overlooked. You see, when Rip goes up the mountain, he stops by a local tavern and notices a sign with a picture of King George III in it. And when he comes back down the mountain, he stops by that same tavern and notices that that picture has been replaced with one of a man Rip doesn't even recognize named George Washington. King once said in a sermon that the most striking thing about the story of Rip Van Winkle is not merely that he slept for 20 years, but that he slept through a revolution. While he was peacefully snoring up in the mountains, a revolution was taking place in the world that would alter the face of human history, yet Rip knew nothing about it because he was asleep. Highland, what if this Advent, in this year of 2020, we intentionally chose to wake up to the revolution that is happening around us? What if we chose to come awake not only to our own lives, but to the lives of our neighbors? To wake up to injustices that are happening all around us and even within us. 
to wake up to things that we would much rather not see, and maybe to people whose stories it would be so much easier not to know. Because especially if and when we are in places of privilege, I believe that is when God is calling us to wake up the most. After all, isn't that exactly what Jesus wanted the disciples to do? Just verses after today's text in Mark, Jesus begs them to stay awake in the garden, to keep watch while he goes and prays. But like Rip Van Winkle in the Catskill Mountains, they can hardly keep their eyes open. They actually fall asleep on Jesus not once, not twice, but three times that night. As one scholar points out, we all live in a Gethsemane moment in human history. And we must not be caught napping like the first disciples were when the crucial moment arrived. And friends, I believe the crucial moment is here. It's now. The question is, are you and I awake enough to notice it and even more so to be a part of it? I know these are dark and difficult days. It's almost odd to begin the season of Advent in a world that honestly feels more like Good Friday than it does Christmas. But as activist Valerie Kaur said a few years ago in a night watch service, my faith dares me to ask, what if this darkness is not the darkness of the tomb, but the darkness of a womb? And if that's the case, then we must not fall asleep in the midst of our weary labor, O church. Even in these days of 2020, Advent reminds us not to give up hope because God is about to birth something new and unexpected and unimagined within us. Advent invites us to wake up to the mystery to wake up to the surprise, to wake up to the unexpected, to wake up to the revolutionary thing that God is getting ready to do even while it is still dark. As Anne Lamott says, hope begins in the dark. The stubborn hope that if you just show up and try to do the right thing, dawn will come. The question is, will we show up? Will we wake up? Because if so, maybe God will surprise us with a stubborn hope too. Even in the year 2020. Even while it is still dark. May we perpetually look and search and hope for that small stubborn light on our Advent wreaths this season. Amen.